have we to do with thee, Jesus of Nazareth? Thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, Holy One of God. Hold thy peace and come out of him. Hey guys, welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host, and I've got my partner in crime, Robert Chambers, aka the Blood Bought Saint, and returning guest, Miko. I think this is your third time. Yes, it is. Miko Thweet is joining us, ministry, uh, uh, deliverance minister, is what I meant to say. Um, all day long, I have. Starting last night, I started getting tongue tied. I think I'm just tired and stressed out about a lot of things. <laughs> it's just like, I could, like yesterday I was doing my show and there were so many times I'm like, oh my gosh, just spit it out, spit it out. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> so man, I, anyway, I think that every time that you start talking, man, just spit it out. Like, spit it out. I, you know what? It's I'm gonna get. That's what I need to get is one of those little <laughs> animations with a T where I just set it up for you and you just hit it off the T. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Doing well. I'm gonna remain silent. <laughs> power and the power of life and death are in the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna be quiet, man. Like, oh man, I think that's everybody's sentiments right about now. Yeah, I feel it's like man, like I've been going to church at this other church for a while, and it was like I really wouldn't feel it, but but when I go to 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 with Miko and them, I always feel better. I get jacked up during that week, but I feel better. I was like, I, I have a clear direction of what I need to do. I'm like, man, okay. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then all kind of, it's just like, I was like, Lord, I understand that I am going to get attacked. I understand. But it doesn't have to be this consistent and always this heavy. It's just like, can I have a respite? You know, I'm like, man, I went from nearly dying. It was like, I thought that was like, oh, okay, I was going to come out. And it was like, Okay, things are going to be peaceful for a while. I was like, no, that's not how it is. Like, just can I have a respite just for a little while, like a vacation from it, man? You know, I don't know. Hey, yeah. man. Hey, Mandy, how are you? She's in the chat, Mandy Mom. Oh, hey, Mandy. that reminds me, Robert. Have you uh, got in touch with her husband, Michael, yet to be on his show? I did tomorrow. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Really? Uh -huh. You thought wow. you had to. You well, I mean, it only took you like, what, two months? <laughs> Like, hey man, it was a, a lot of back and forth because of the time. Remember, I was working. Oh boy, and but I didn't know it was a different time zone because he he say like he he say like five, but it's actually be like six here. So yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, that's right. He's Central Time, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So enough talk with Robert. Um, I'll just go ahead and black his screen out. 
Miko, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Well, we it is always a pleasure having you back. Um, I was looking forward to this, and uh, just before the show started, I said, what do you want to talk about, Miko? And she said the word I wanted to hear. So <laughs> we are going to be talking about curses. <laughs> and yeah. and um, I'm, I'm assuming generational curses, curses just by people professing things over you, witchcraft, sorcery, all that stuff, I'm guessing. So, so we're going to look at both sides because there's curses that come from God's side and curses that come from, and I'll explain that through scripture, through the kingdom of darkness. And if we don't have, number one, a working definition of what curses are, if we don't know how they come, if we don't know, you know, the signs of it, then that's how people stay cursed. So there's tons of things that people need to be delivered from, um, and curses are one of those. So that is what God wanted me to talk with you all about tonight. <laughs> that is a great point that you brought up because i think most people including me when you said curses was thinking mm -hmm. from the enemy from yeah. the, and it is true i mean that's biblical that god well yeah i'm not going to interrupt you <laughs> <laughs> i want you to you're you're going to be amazing i just can't wait to hear it because <laughs> this is going to set a lot of people free i mean i think yeah. um this is this is one of those subjects i think most christians probably don't address or don't want to address yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it's, it can be unpleasant. And you, sometimes you got to kind of go back in your history a little bit and see if there's something there that might be dark or ugly. Yeah. Um, and so in personal life or with family, friends, you know, not so much friends, but family. Man, I looked, my mother and then brought up our family history one time and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, yeah. she started telling about some of the way back. I was just like, yeah. what in the world? Yeah. It's like, Absolutely. I, I don't want to know anymore. It was like, it was <laughs> ugly. It's like, man, you be thinking your family be normal and you just like, what in the world? Like, yeah, I can understand why. So then you start. Then I start looking at how our family is now, and I was like, "Oh, okay, now it's starting to make sense. Gotcha. What, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. okay, that's that's easy when you know your past. But what if you don't? I think that's the million yeah. dollar question. Yeah. Well, let's just dive in. Um, we'll see how far we get tonight, and whatever questions anyone has, please throw those out. Um, so let's just go ahead and define what curses are. Curses mean, or to be cursed, means that you're doomed for destruction or bad things constantly happening to you. And I want to really stress that it's chronic because we know as saints that we shall suffer persecution. So we're going to have, you know, our instances and moments and seasons where we are battling and wrestle, wrestling with certain things. But the difference is when an individual is cursed, this is chronic. So the curse is, and here's another thing, curses are first effective in the spirit realm, but then they manifest in the natural realm. And the way that they're going to manifest is through chronic destruction, anti-progress in your life, chronic setbacks in your life, chronic defeat in your life. And I'm going to get very specific as we keep going in this lesson, um, chronic frustration, and chronic delay, just always being delayed for something that you're trying to get. Mm. So definitely as individuals and when I'm counseling people and ministering to people, like I'm just listening for different triggers and things that they're saying. And there's all the time where I'm seeing, okay, this is chronic in your life or chronic throughout the family bloodline. And so when people don't understand and identify, okay, this is a curse, then you just continue on in the same fashion but you never break free from that. And that's really serious. So I mentioned that there 
are two camps really that curses can come from. So I want to mention, and I'll state how in just a second how they come, but I just want to mention that there's two different camps that they can come from. So curses can't come from God's camp. So um, I'm going to get more specific in that later, but I want to read Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 20 in the New Living Translation. Okay. So again, in Deuteronomy 28 and 20, this says, the Lord himself will send on you cursed, confusion, and frustration. So these are matching the, def the definition I just gave. And everything you do until at last you are completely destroyed for doing evil and abandoning me. So I'm going to get more specific on why that comes from God's camp. We kind of heard it here, but I'll get more specific. But then also curses, as you stated, Gino, as we were talking, I think this was before we even got on, that curses can come from like Satan's kingdom, from demons, um, from witches, warlocks, practitioners in the occult realm. And the reason why they're spewing out curses is what the definition is, to destroy people, to cause anti-progress in their lives. So a good example, biblically, where we can see this coming from the occult realm is with King Balak wanting to curse the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. And he went to Balaam, and Balaam was a soothsayer. And so the reason why that Balak wanted the children of Israel cursed was for a very specific purpose and reason which matches the definition so i'm just going to read a few verses and kind of break it down did you want um, me to pull it? i got the bible open oh, if you want me to pull it open uh where where was that uh so now we're going to go to do you want me to go back or go forward uh forward where you were okay so i'm going to go to numbers chapter 22 and i'm going to read verses two through three and then jump to verse five in the new king james version so new king again james uh, okay let me yeah, change let me numbers change 22 Verses two through three, and then verse five in the New King James. Of course, my screen blanks out for a second. Uh, here we go, New <laughs> King James. <laughs> it always does that. I don't. It's. I think the screen is uh, getting ready to go here. Hopefully not tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you see that? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, so verse two says, Now Balak, the son of Sippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many and Moab was sick with dread because of the children of Israel. So let me pause before I jump to verse five. Um, the reason why the king of Balak was really afraid is because as they were in the wilderness traveling through, um, as different kings started to basically treat them rude because God says, whoever blesses them will be blessed and whoever curses them will be cursed. So you bring harm on yourself when you start messing with the children of God, especially when they're living right. So they were traveling and these different kings would try to start stuff with them when they just wanted to just go through the country. They didn't want to take none of their stuff. And so they had to just basically start knocking them out. So by this point, fame is getting around and Balak's scared because he like, I, I heard what they done done to the other king <laughs> and they come into my town and it's so many of them, they're going to wipe out all of our resources. But they didn't even want their resources. They just wanted to get through so that they can travel on. So picking up at verse five, there's a reason why King Balak wanted them cursed. So verse five says, then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor at Pethor, which is near the river and the land of the sons of his people to call him saying, look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth. 
and are settling next to me. In verse 6, this reveals what why he wants them cursed. He says, therefore, please come at once. Curse this people for me, for they are too many for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whom you bless is blessed and whom you curse is cursed. So let's look at this from a natural perspective, then a spiritual perspective. In the natural, the children of Israel, it was probably like a million of them or more. So he clearly says, it's too many of them naturally for me to do anything. If I'm going to be successful against them, I'm going to have to bind them and tie them up in the spirit realm so that that will manifest as mm. defeat. So now what you see is that these people had a very keen awareness of spirituality and how spiritual things operate, whereas not so much today in our society, which is pretty sad, especially in America. Why do so, you think that is, Miko? Sorry to interrupt. Why oh, do you, no, go ahead. Yeah, why do you think that they understood it and us not so much when we should understand this? Because it was a natural way of life that they understood and received, whereas in America, which is widely stated versus other countries, in the Western world, it's all about education. And unless you have book smarts and this and this and that, you know, if you believe in Jesus and God, you're ignorant. If you believe in spirituality, you're ignorant. There's always a scientific or, you know, um, like, uh, like natural way to define things and understand things. So people just ignore stuff. When you talk about demons, when you talk about angels, a lot of times, People just chalk that off and say, I don't believe in any of that. Hmm. And we know that, you know, um, what is it called? Atheism is big in the world nowadays. So if you choose to believe that there is no God in spiritual beings, then you just throw all that out the window and think that things are happening to you by coincidence when nothing happens by coincidence. There's always a spiritual origin for what's manifesting in the natural realm. And yeah. they understood that. Yeah, it's it's like um, you talk to people and like, like Africa and Haiti, the Christians over there, they were like, um, the pastors go over there. They say, when the witch doctor said he going to do something to you, you uh -huh. better take it seriously. The people down there, they know they don't. They, it's like the, the voodoo doctors reign as kings down there. People live in fear of them. Um, you just hear these stories. Uh, it was this one story of um, where the, uh, the mother said, um, when this one man came, she she snatched up all her kids. She you know her her daughter was saying snatched up all the kids and took her into the house, took them into the house. And they said whatever you do, don't shake that man's hand. And the girl didn't understand why. She said I she I didn't understand why. And my mother she never explained to me why not to shake this man's hand. And then one day he came by and you know she wasn't around and he came into the house and he introduced himself and she said he was very nice and pleasant. She said she shook his hand you know and um. And he's like, you know, it's good to meet you. And he left the house. And so um, some weeks later, she started getting really sick. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't figure out what was going on with her. And um, and she said, uh, she uh, while they were traveling, she said, Mama, I got something to tell you. She said, that man came by and I shook his hand. And shit, the mother went off on him. She said, I specifically told you not to shake this man's hand. He has cursed you. You know, he, he has put something on you. And they... Then they had to go and call, you know, they had to go through their whole ritual stuff to, to break the curse that the man put on. But they knew who this man was and they lived in fear of him. And so 
you, you in Haiti, same thing. You know, we wonder why they get they constantly getting hit with natural disaster. Um, just that part. I forgot what island is connected with Haiti. Just on the other side of it, it's um, there's um, it's Haiti and uh, the Dominican Republic. Oh yeah, Dominican. It's, it's right on the other yeah. side. But Haiti is the one that's always mm-hmm. getting just messed up. It's because witchcraft is like the dominant religion over there. So you start looking at these things, and it's like over here, it's like foolishness. Over, you know, it's all foolishness. But you go over there, and it's a whole nother story. It's like, you know, you go over there. I, I, I saw on TikTok with this guy, he, you know, he said, um, I, he dared somebody to curse him. He, he sent his hair. And, and a picture to a witch. And he said, I dare you to cry. I'm like, over what? here, yeah. Because he said, I, he's like, it's foolishness. <laughs> and they, it's just, it's just not believed. And it's like, and they'll look at us as like imbeciles if we believe that. And I'm just like, man, after everything I see, you've got to be a fool to not think that there's more to it than, than, than meets the eye. Yeah. There's a lot of inter- intellectualism. That was the word I was looking for in the Western world. And so it makes people either say, well, I don't want to be looked at as not, you know, intelligent. So I choose not to believe this or I'll hide my belief in this. So then it becomes so quiet that generation after generation after generation, they lose that that knowledge. Um, But yeah, that's what it is. You know, as he stated, in these different countries, um, they fully are aware of spirituality, whether it's on God's side or Satan's side. And they play to that. Hmm. We don't do that in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, uh, hi Joyful June, good to see you. Thanks for joining us, sis. Uh, and then from, we have a trifecta going on here, Robert, from the uh, Christian couple known as Christian Patriot Net and Mandy Mom 2011, who you're going to be on his show tomorrow, and my co-host on Thursday nights, The Blender. They gave us three shades in a row. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. That's here, get ready for this. Uh, there's one. <laughs> there's two. Really. Do we need and there's three. Three of these, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <Man. laughs> I think that's why they did it, just so I'd have to do that. <laughs> I'm sure it's Thanks, not. Thanks, guys. I'm sure it's not. Sure Poor it's not. Miko. She comes. This is, I, I swear, Miko, my other shows are, yeah. My other shows are pretty not as um, loose as this one is. They're they're a little more tight. But with Robert, I you just got to go with what you got. I mean, you got to work you with get. it. So. And poor, poor, poor uh, Michael tomorrow's going to have to deal with this. So, Michael, just, you will have I'll... the best show ever tomorrow, Michael. Don't worry. You No more riffraff for you. You're moving on up there to the east side. <laughs> oh, man. We so rudely interrupted Miko. Go ahead, Miko, if you remember where you were at. Yeah, no, I do. But um, so, yeah, so I, what I was saying is they were well aware of spiritual realities and so because he knew that a curse means that someone is doomed for destruction or defeat or setback delay like all these different things he literally told the lamp come curse them perhaps i'll be able to defeat them because there's no way i'm going to be able to do it Mm -hmm. if i don't go first tinker around in the spirit realm and mess around and do something towards them in the spirit realm so that that can manifest as defeat and so that's really huge and we need to pay attention to that. Um, so a lot of times we're not paying attention to why certain things are manifesting in our life and tracing that back to a spiritual root or origin. And that's the mistake that a lot of people are making. And mm-hmm. it's not things that manifest in the natural realm do not come from a natural realm perspective. It first starts in the spiritual realm. 
So if all of your remedies are natural remedies to try to cure and fix or get rid of something, that is why people are unsuccessful. That is such you, a great point. Can you repeat you that? <laughs> that is so important. <laughs> if, if you're constantly focused on natural solutions and remedies and things like that to your natural problems, then you're never going to be delivered from that and get rid of that because you have to go back to the spirit realm to rectify why this thing is manifesting in the natural realm. And many people are not doing that. And that's why many people are either being defeated, they're dying, they're experiencing chronic sickness, poverty, all these different things as we'll wow. be going through tonight. Oh man, that is so good. That is so good. I, I It's funny because you, know, you kind of know this stuff, surface level, mm -hmm. but then when you hear it again, you're, you're like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we yeah. wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We should, yeah. we should, that should be like rule number one for a Christian. When you get up in the morning, you should be saying, I don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Exactly. <laughs> but but yeah. we don't, you know, we just, well, I mean, you probably do. I'm sure Miko does. But, <laughs> but, I, for, I forget. I forget quite often. And then during the day, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I got to remind myself. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, did you want more scripture pulled up or were you going to? Well, you know, well, I don't know if you know, but I got tons of scripture. Okay, good, good. Keep that up. But um, I wanted to state <laughs> that this is another scripture we can go to. I want to mention that when a curse is present in someone's life, again, as I stated, it's not by coincidence. It's not by happenstance. Curses don't come causelessly. And God even reveals that in scripture. So we can look at Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2 in the King James Version. So Proverbs 26 and verse 2. That's funny. It's only going to Proverbs 21. <laughs> it won't scroll down Finally anymore. Down the name of Jesus. I just, that is so weird. Look, I'm going to show you just so you don't think I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> Here we are. Here's the I menu. I that help. I am on Proverbs uh -huh. 21. It won't go any further. Um, Is it chapter 26 though? It goes to 21 here. Is that chapter 26? Are those chapters or verses? No, no, not. This is from numbers down here. This is right here. Here's the, okay. here's the menu. So I'm on Proverbs and then uh -huh. you're supposed to be able to scroll over here and it only goes to 21. <laughs> Interesting. So let's just go ahead and read then, I guess, for this Alrighty. one. Okay. <laughs> you know, this, I have noticed this is Bible Gateway and I've, I've used Bible Gateway forever. I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. Recently, yeah. they did an upgrade, and now yeah. everything is not working on my phone that used to work. In fact, I had to unload it and reload it today, and some of it started working again. So they might be having some glitches with the new format or whatever they're doing here. Gotcha. So that could okay. be Okay. Well, it says, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. So what God is revealing, curses don't just causelessly wander into people's lives. There's a specific reason why a curse is present in someone's life. And again, if we're not aware of why cur curses come, then we're going to have issues. So I'm going to read another scripture which shows us why they come. I'm going to quickly kind of go back to something Robert said, but I don't know. We'll kind of see where that goes because I kind of want to talk about that later, but we'll just kind of see where the conversation goes. So I'm going to read a few different passages. I, I like to do that just for people to see what God's word reveals, not what I say, because it doesn't matter what I say. Mm -hmm. What it matters is what God says. So I'm going to read first in Deuteronomy 28, 
verses 15 and verse 45, because I want us to see a couple of things that God is saying about why curses come. So in Deuteronomy 28 and 15, this says, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all. And I really want to stress that word all, because some people think they can be selective a la carte God's word and say, well, I believe in this and I'm going to do this, but I don't believe in that and I'm not going to do that. That's why you're cursed. Hmm. Because you got to do it all. So he says to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Then if you jump to verse 45, it says, moreover, and he keeps repeating this, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee, chronic, and overtake thee, chronic, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. So let me read one more, and then we'll kind of get into some discussion before I start going through the sign mm -hmm. that you can look for. So in Deuteronomy 28, verses 45 through 46, because this is going to lead us into that sign discussion, it says, moreover, and this is God talking, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue you, chronic, and overtake you, chronic, until you are destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder. And on your descendants, generational, forever so there are specific signs that we can look for to determine if a curse is active in our life or someone else's life but again if we don't know what those signs are you're just gonna miss them all day long so wow. um there's a lot there <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like no i'm still trying to absorb it because it's so good i mean like it's so like it's it's funny it's so obvious but at the same time, you can just like kind of brush it off and forget about it, like it's a mosquito or something like this is God's exactly. word. And, and he lays it out for us that, you know, you have an enemy. We all have an enemy and that enemy hates us. He literally hates. Us. He wants to tear us limb from limb, you know, and I, I think like sometimes I, I know a lot of Christians that just they would they prefer to just kind of wait for the rapture and <laughs> get me out of here and I'm going to kind of sit around and. No, yeah. we're in a fight. We're in a battle. Yep. And I I mean, look, we were talking before, like, we're in a battle right now. I'm in a battle, and I'm listening very closely because am I not doing some of this stuff? <laughs> I need to yeah. start getting focused, you know? Like, yeah. I know. The more I'm listening to her, I'm like, man, I, I think I'm cursed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's, ta she's talking might, about me. This is, like, this is like, man. You I'm might like, care something. I have been getting my butt whooped for years now. I'm like, it's all because of a curse. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I need to, I need to, we, we gotta, we need to keep this going because I need to see how this ends. <laughs> uh, let me say hi. Hi, Kiwi. Uh, Luann, thank you so much. Luann, we have all of our regular customers here tonight. And Luann uh, gave us, what did she give us? The uh, phone. Thank you for the phone, Luann. Um, now, if my eyes would start working, I could see where the phone is on here, but <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Oh, take getting... your time, Grandpa. It's funny, you know what? I don't. Oh, there it is, man. I thought I, I thought I got rid of it. Like all that for the stupid phone. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you, Luann. <laughs> Miko, I hope your eyes are much better than than yes. my, my old eyes. 
I used to have fantastic vision. My dad, when he was alive, he's like, how do you see that? I could see the smallest print from like yeah. miles away. Not so much anymore. <laughs> the body's deteriorating. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue, please. Okay, so let, before I, so I'm going to kind of jump ahead of what I was going to say since we just were talking about Balam and Balak because it would just make sense to do this here and then I'll kind of backtrack and go through all the signs. So let me ask this question before I actually like, like give the answer, see if anybody wants to throw that out. Does anybody know why Balaam was unsuccessful in cursing the children of Israel for Balak? Because God reveals it. Does anybody know why that is? Wasn't mm. it he can't he can't curse whom God is blessed? That's a portion of it, but not it would be inaccurate for me to say yes, that's the only reason why. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, good oh, question. Okay. I'm just listening. I'm I, I wanna see if the, I was I, I was waiting to see if the chat knows the answer. No Googling. No. <laughs> no go um oh my wife's in the chat. Hi Jules. And uh, Kiwi said Gino needs glasses. Hey, Julie. <laughs> so. He needs bifocals. I d this is the funny thing. Look, they're right here. I literally have them in front of me. <laughs> and I just refuse to wear them on camera. Man, you can, see the, <laughs> you can see the holes in the moon with them glasses. <laughs> well, I guess you're going to have to reveal the answer. All right. So I'm going to go to Numbers chapter 23, and I'm going to read verses 20 through 21. Um, and then once I state this, I'm going to go back to something Rob said that was really important. So um, in Numbers 23, verses 20 through 21, in the New King James, it says, Behold, I, and this is Balaam, the sorcerer talking, the soothsayer, um, he says, Behold, I have received a command to bless. He, being God, has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. And then in verse 21, it says, He, being God, has not observed iniquity mm. in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. Mm. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. So it's important to understand what iniquity is because there's all types of terms in the Bible, sin, transgression, and iniquity. Transgressions are different from iniquities. And if we don't understand that as we're reading scripture, meaning mm. is going right over our head. So iniquity means that you are living a lifestyle of constant sin. You're practicing it. You surrender to it. You know you're violating God's word, but this is not a lifestyle. You're unrepentant. You just surrender to it. So when Balaam tried to curse Israel, he could not be successful against them because at that point in time, they were fully obeying all of the commandments of God. Mm -hmm. And he reveals to us and scripture got revealed that God has not seen any iniquity in Jacob and he has not seen any wickedness in israel so they cannot be cursed and i want to say this if a witch or warlock or something is successfully able to curse you you need to examine your walk because they mm. should not be able to successfully curse you just like the could not curse them however if you go further and study this incident you'll find out that the goes away after trying to curse him three times and he said a blessing he couldn't curse them because there was no iniquity in them you can't curse we just saw in scripture this is how curses come when you disobey the commandments of God's word. Other than that, you are covered by his hedge of protection. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything to a, a saint. And if you ever talk to witches or sorcerers that have been delivered and they're now born again and they live for Jesus Christ, 
they will let you know all day long. They love pretend Christians because they was like, we could destroy them all day long with curses and X, Y, Z. But they said someone that was truly living right, living holy, living according to the word of God every time could not touch them. Um, if you don't know this person, his name is um, John Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried he getting him on the show. I sent him an email. Yeah. yeah. He tells his testimony. I've seen other um, people who practice witchcraft, like ladies and just different things like that. And then I also had um, a woman that I just recently um, did deliverance on and did baptism with. Um, and here's the thing. They recruit. So when she was 11, and of course, and this is why I always tell parents, I don't know why parents wait and be like, oh, my child's not ready. As soon as your child can understand how to work an iPad and speak, you need to be letting them know about Jesus Christ and getting them born mm -hmm. again. Because when she was at age 11, spirits came to her in her room and they disguised themselves. One is being God, the other one is being good angels. And they really weren't, they were demons. And so from there, they befriended her. They taught her how to basically astro project. Um, and they gave her different codes and passwords that she needed as she astro projected to get into different regions and countries um, in the spirit realm. And you, she could not cross until she gave that password. So she became familiar with principalities and all this different stuff. And they gave her assignments. And the assignments were basically to astro project and go to all these different countries and communities and basically do wickedness, do evil. And a part of that is spewing curses on people. Now, if those curses are effective in your life, if someone's saying someone's doing voodoo on me and it's working, I've had that before. I looked at them and I already knew they weren't born again. And I had ministered to them to be born again. And I said, I don't know what you want the Lord to do because you won't listen to him and you won't do what his word says. So he can't protect you. You're on your own. So it's very crucial that we're not playing these games. You know, I can do some of God's word and I don't believe in that. Well, then that's going to be you. You're going to be affected by witches and warlocks that want to curse you or curses through sowing and reaping are automatically going to spew in your life. Um, and there are things where I'm not concerned about witches. I'm not concerned about warlocks. They used to come down at Wayne State all the time. And they realized that ministry that I was a part of was teaching the truth. We actually had, um, and you can stop me at any point, but I got a lot of testimony. Well, okay. I want to, I do want to touch on a couple of things. First of all, these witches and warlocks down at Wayne State, I mean, they weren't like wearing like the big weird hat and <laughs> and uh, the, the dark trench coats like these are just regular people but you could recognize spiritually that they were yeah. evil and up to no good right okay absolutely yeah. well i can tell you a really specific instance on what this particular individual did so sure. this person was he was a guy and um we would leave the classroom door open just to attract students or whatever like that and so he heard me teaching on water baptism and baptism in the holy spirit and just all this different stuff and so interestingly, he came in, sat in the back and talked to one of my staff members. And at the end of class, the staff member told me that he was shocked because he heard me teaching the word of God correctly and came in. So, and at first, the person that was on staff thought it was a good thing. I instantly recognized that something wasn't right with him, but I'm like, whatever. Cause you know, you don't just kick people out until you know that they wicked. So day after day, because we would have our class every Monday, he would come in like towards the end, not during the word, because at the end, what we would do is take prayer requests. Everyone would say their prayer requests out loud and we would circle up and pray. 
So after a while, people started noticing, yo, the very thing I prayed for, like tragedy just start happening. And he would have his notepad out writing. So the Lord said he's writing the prayer request so that he could curse them. So I'm like, okay. So now we got to deal with it. So the deal with it is not to be like, hey, sir, you can't come back in class. The deal with it is to use what? Our spiritual weapons that are not carnal. So when I went to class each day going forward, I would draw a bloodline around the door by simply saying in the name of Jesus Christ, I command a bloodline to encase this door. I would touch the doorpost and the lintel and say anything that is not of you cannot come in. No demonic spirits can enter. And if they do, let them be consumed by your fire. We would go inside and pray in the room, basically something similar, touch all the seats, anoint that. So I, I kid you not, every Monday after that, because we did that every Monday, and that was the mandate. He would walk down the hall with everyone else. As soon as he got to the door, he stopped. Couldn't come in and hmm. would just sit there. Really? So one day, because he figured he needed to get to me, I don't know, I, I promise you all, this dude was nowhere. I entered the building and I had to go up two flights of steps because we were on the second floor. I'm in the stairwell. There's nobody in the stairwell, first floor. Get to the second floor, get to the stairwell. There's nobody there. When I go to pull the door to open it, instantly he was standing next to me. And I just kind of looked and I'm like, oh, okay, doesn't scare me because I'm covered by the blood. So I opened the door. I made sure he didn't touch me. Um, and so he's talking to me as we're walking to class. I so, keep it really short. Sorry, oh, he ahead. was he was physically there or was this like an astral projection? No, type he, like... he must have astral. I don't know. I just know he was physically there. So I don't oh. know if it was actual projection of him. I know he wasn't there. And then just like that, he was there. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, definitely confirms. I already knew he was a sorcerer. Um, so I'm walking down the hall, he's trying to make small talk with me like he's good, which I know he not. And I just kept it real short, uh, real brief. Got to the door and said, bye, and walked straight in the door <laughs> of the classroom. And he stopped and couldn't come in. And that stopped that. So you have to understand. And, it, and, and just to kind of confirm on the rest of the story, we had another staff member. This was the same year. He couldn't come in the room. For whatever reason, she dumbly, it just really, that really pissed me off. She, because she, you got to understand spiritual things. So she says to him, you know, because people say, well, I'm blessed by God and we children of God, you can't do nothing. So she's walking down the hall one day and says, you come in if you want to. Well, he couldn't come in up until that point. Someone with authority in that ministry had to invite mm -hmm. him. Oh, and then as soon as she did that, he was able to come in the room. See, and, and, and that's what that whole thing about with the vampires, the whole legend, that's how all, it's real. We thinking that stuff, it, mm -hmm. that's how that comes from. You have to be invited in. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and with the girl that you said um, shook the witch doctor's hand, when you shake someone's hand, what is that? That's like an invitation. When you hug someone, what is that? That's like an invitation. When you kiss someone, what is that? That's like an invitation. So if they can't get you to verbally invite them in, they'll use those different means, which they know you're ignorant of it, and that will invite them in. So you just have to really be careful because there are times when God will tell you, hey, don't do this, or it's okay to do that. You can't be thinking you're so big and bad in God that you can do whatever, because we know God's word is not only the logos, the written word, he also speaks rhema, the, mm -hmm. his, the Holy Spirit. So if I'm ignoring that, 
you can definitely open yourself up to curses. And someone I know of a situation where that happened to someone at my former church, um, they would go to Africa to do like missionary work and stuff like that. And when they got over there, they will always have a guy from probably like the church, the church that was hosting them. And so, as you said, Rob, Robert, they, this um, host that was taking them around and, you know, being with them when they did ministry said, you know, this particular tree, just don't eat from that tree. It's cursed. You know, they got witch doctors. And so the testimony was that somebody that was on that trip with her said that she didn't listen because she thought she was big and bad in God. And that was God through that person warning mm -hmm. them, not eat from this tree. She ate from the tree. They said ever since then, her health deteriorated. She lost her sight. Um, when she when they got back home from the trip, her sight didn't come back. Oh, and when God. she was back in America, steadily her health declined until she died. Whew. Now, unfortunately, there was no one around her that could understand to tell her what to do, you know, to be able to break that curse or whatever like that. But and, and here's the thing. She could have had iniquity in her life, too, because we know everybody that go to church not living holy. Mm -hmm. So if you're not right and you got these doors in your life, you will get God. Uh, and if you're living holy and there's no iniquity in your life, but God tells you, hey, don't do that. Don't think you're big and bad in God and be like, oh, he's going to protect me because he will not if he tells you not to do something. You know what? See, that was a thing. That was one of my people tried to tell me that because I was one of them. It was like, it was like I'm not worried about nothing. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me. Ain't nothing. And then now look at me. It was like I'm sitting here like now nah, I'll be like I don't want to cast some demons out. I don't because before I would. It was like if it was a fight, I'm running to it. It's whatever. But that was like the Paul said having a you know a lot of zeal, but I didn't have enough knowledge to understand what I was really getting into it in certain situations. But you live and you learn, man. I'm like, yeah. you know, that's why I like connecting with people who are like, you know, can 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 steer you in the right direction, man. It's like um like you shouldn't we we should not be living these these li defeated lives and and having all these these crazy situations going on. But it's like once you get beat down so much, you start accepting. But you and that's can't. the thing with yeah, you can't do it. It's like, you know, it's like, man, the, the company you keep. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, um, because I be seeing a lot of Christians and it's like all their friends that they have around to be like worldly. And I was like, buddy, when the times get hard, you are going to be in trouble. The only reason I'm still here today is because my wife went and, 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 and got in my emails when I was in that hospital, when they told her I wasn't going to make it. And she could for four days later after that, she went in my she got in my tablet. She went on Facebook. She mm -hmm. contacted all my friends. Once the prayer changed, she was like, man, all these different Christian groups. It went out four days later. I was up. They went from telling I wasn't going to make it to I was up. I, I'm giving because I'm supposed to be talking about this tomorrow. But, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, but yeah, <laughs> so, but man, like, yeah, you do. You need people that's going to steer you in the right direction in your life. Absolutely. So, Miko, you were talking about that 11 year old girl. Were these things manifesting in her room or was was this kind of... Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And... Um, like, they actually... Man, and I had another student when I used to be at my old church. Um, I was the children's pastor and we had, like, high schoolers on down, though. Um, and so... Oh, I I can tell this in just a moment if you had something you were going to say. Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I mean, did her parents hear her talking anyway and they just thought she was talking to herself? Or, I mean, I don't understand how... 
how that but all you works. Know, parents don't be watching their kids and yeah. they don't pay attention to their kids and they're not training their kids. Hey, if someone comes in your room, Mm-hmm. don't talk to them they probably was like oh because you know how kids sometimes they it is, Ima- this is their imaginary friend or something yeah um but in <clears> the <throat> situation it wasn't an imaginary friend it literally mm-hmm. was spirits in her room like talking to her um yeah so it's just it's serious um i had um a teenage guy and i don't know if he was a teenager at the time but um I was in the classroom and you know just talking about god and things of that nature and he was just really hostile and he was just saying how he really didn't believe in God because his friend brought him um, and was just like, man, just come to church with me. And so um, I wanted to be open because I like to have it open where people can just express your true feelings. If you hate them, let me know. Let's talk about that. Why? And so mm-hmm. he felt very comfortable to really just start sharing why, you know, he didn't believe in God and all this stuff. So as he's talking to me, the Lord speaks to me and said a spirit came to him and taught him some things incorrectly. So I'm like, hmm. And sometimes I'm like, okay, did I really hear that from God? Or is that just me? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just let him keep going. Um, because he really doesn't believe that God is like who he says he is. And so I said, let me ask you a question. I said, did something appear to you in your room um, and start teaching you something? Biggest day, his face was like, oh, how did she know that? Hmm. So number one, what he's realizing, okay, God is real. Cause how would she know this? And then he was just like, he started stuttering. He was like, yeah, but yeah, but it was like spirit guys or something like that. And I just let him get out everything he had to say. And I said, those were demons. Those were not spirit guys. They were not good guys. And then he says, well, they told me that he was evil. God was evil. And they literally showed me scripture and God told me instantly the scripture that they used. And I said, was it this scripture and quoted it? And they use some scripture misquoting it where it says God does good and evil. He creates darkness and light. So he was like, they literally would get the Bible and pick scriptures and teach me scriptures. So I said, if you would understand anything about God, angels do not have the authority by God to come and start teaching people scripture. Mm -hmm. They are messengers by God and they can only deliver the messages that God has given them, but they are not to be teaching us Mm -hmm. anything. And so I showed him scripture where, you know, Satan can transform to angel of light and so can his ministers. And so it was just interesting because he, again, is a young person that Satan sent messengers to, to capture them when they're young. So, you know, parents can keep playing these games and like, I'm going to wait till my kid is an adult or a teenager. He getting them at like three, five, six. And you better be introducing your your child to God now, mm-hmm. like at a young age, at three, two, I, whatever. I guess the hardest part for me is like if someone just appeared in my room, <laughs> I would instantly be like, what are you doing here? And who are you? Like I, not, But not as a kid, though. As a kid, yeah, you're I, like, ooh. Hi. Maybe, maybe. You know? I, I was, well... <laughs> When I was a kid, I was scared of everything. I was scared of my own shadow, so. But they're not going to come, like, evil. Yeah. They're going to be like, hi, I'm True. a friend. True. And, and so then did, they're like, oh, you're good. Did he describe what they looked like? I mean, did they look like characters from his favorite cartoon or something? Or were they just, like, you know, younger you people? You know what? Or... I don't even know if I got a chance to ask because the conversation was so deep. And it was so mm-hmm. many different ways I was trying to stay, like, you know, targeted. But he did say that they, he did, he was well aware that they were spirit beings that hmm. showed up in his home. He just wow. thought that they, he thought that they were good. Yeah. See, in that book, um, he came to set the captives free. 
the one where uh, where Rebecca Brown, when she had brought help bring that um, that high priestess of Satanists, delivered her from the cult. When they were telling the story, she said of like one, she said they they found her in church. She was like they went to um, they were recruiting people at church, people who were going to church to belong, who really didn't understand God or anything, and so. How, that's how she got tricked and get into the whole um, thing. But when, when she they they moved her along and it, she didn't know that they had marked her from an infant in the hospital. The doctors had um, took some of her blood and drunk it with the with with the permission of the mother. They had to get permission from the mother. Um, and the reason the mother gave her permission was that she was born disfigured, and they said they would pay for everything, all her surgeries, but she if, if they allow her to do um, to do that, and they did, but they did that to mark her. So they so and they said they um, do that, they'll find her later on in life. But anyway, one of the things she said, um, they summoned this demon. She said it was a, a handsome man. She said it was a very, a very attractive man when he was talking to her. And he was saying, you know, I'm about to be with you. And, you know, he said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to teach you and all this stuff. And, and and she was like, yeah, she was like, he was so handsome. And she said, you know, and then he began walking forward. But right before he entered into her, he turned into this horrible beast. Mm -hmm. He showed who he truly was. So they can uh, make themselves appear to what the child or something will find pleasant. Like, oh, I'm the fairy godmother. And just something that you would find, you wouldn't be afraid of, you yeah. know? And then, but before it, she's like, she saw his true face. And she, but she said before she could even scream, it was already in her. Because she accepted it because she's like, so beautiful. But before he can get in her, it's like this, this horrible, disfigured creature, you know? Uh, Thumper Rose in the chat, good friend of the program, says, uh, how can you be protected by the word if you aren't in the word? Good point. You can't. So I, I, maybe she, I'm not exactly sure what, how to, what she was uh, referring to, but I, I have a feeling maybe with the, because the kid, um, as the adults in the house, they're supposed to be covered by their parents. Exactly. And if uh, the parents aren't doing what they should be doing, which yeah. nine times out of 10, that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think yeah, if I, if I misunderstood the question, just type it again, Thumper, so I understand. Sorry. Here and Mandy mom was saying, um, uh, she said I always was taught it was it was rude not to extend a hand when someone extends theirs. It's like you gotta be, you know, we ain't just gonna go. I don't know, like if we just go, I'm not shaking anybody's hand, but it's like you gotta be like a lot. Of, if you're in God and in Christ, warnings in Christ, warning sounds will go off like something ain't right. And you got to pay attention to those. And it's like, you know, and sometimes you got to willing to be rude to do it. When I was younger, when I was new in the faith, I was. I was like certain people I'll see, it's like they are not touching me. And I just, I, it would be pastors, but you could see something ain't right with them. Yeah. They are not touching me. And I'll tell people the poison of this. It was because just as um like laying hands and stuff with door open, man, it was like, it was just one guy that I knew, I was like, when I was struggling with lust, and they called me up to pray for him. And I did not want to put my hands on him because I saw, I knew the spirit on him was, so, a lust on him was so horrible. But he was just like, man, I'm trying him. I'm just, just trying him. Just something. I was just like, man, what do I do? I was like, man, I, I, I'm going to just pray for him. And I prayed for him. That next week, I struggled with, it was like, I had gotten to a place where I was stable. Well, I wasn't like struggling with lust, but it had been an open door. But after putting my hands on him and praying for him, man, it was like 
I was like, I wish I'd never done it. I was like, I was like, man, I, I felt bad because I was like, God, do I just be like, he on his own? Or I, I should have just had somebody else pray for him if I was smart. But it's like that whole transfer of the spirits thing, people got to take it seriously. You don't let people be take, putting their hands on you. It was like, um, like I'm, 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 I don't like people hug me, but that's for different reasons. You know, I'm just not a hugger. I hate that. Well, but anyway. But, but how would, okay, and I'm just going to play the other side for a second here. Jesus pretty much went to the leper. He went to the sinner, you know, and he, and he touched a lot of them, like, especially if he was casting out demons or something like that. So how, obviously Jesus isn't us. He was perfect. Jesus had no sin. And had no sin. He had sin. not That's, sin. No yeah. open doors. If you got open doors, like if you don't have no open doors, it's like, if you bitter and you got unforgiveness and then all that, like, you got any of this stuff going, those are doors. They will find one. When um in that book I said that the uh, thing she said you would she would in the spirit she said she would just see when they were when she was trying to deliver the high priestess um and they were praying for her, she said she would see the demon swirl and looking for a door to get in and she would and then and, and God would show her something to repent from because they it was a door there that they and they were going to almost ready to find it. And she was like, and she's like, you're dealing with this. She's like, I repent from this. And she's like, I repent. And she denounced it. And it was just a, a thing of deliverance where they went through. But they just like swirl and they looking for these doors to get in. And it was like, what we do is like, man, like, like driving. You sit here. If you if you cussing people out when you driving, you got an open door. It's these things that we go yeah. and we look at. And it's just like yeah. at all times that uh, uh like we let slip. And I know I do. It's like I I've gotten better at it. It's like. When you 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 know you drive. I remember one I one time I, I it was like a vow of silence. I said I'm not going to speak for a week, and I and I took it. And then I was driving, and I was just like, did I just call this guy a jerk? Cause I I I said it, but I didn't see it. And I was just like, <laughs> it was just like an automatic thing. And these things were coming out of my mouth that I wasn't aware of. Had and I wouldn't have been aware of had I not shut my mouth for a week. But it was just like. <clears throat> It's, thing, it's always things we're doing. And we're just like, but the more time we spend with God and in his word, he reveals those things to us and we get to close those doors. But it's like, man, that that should be the, the urgency to close those doors so that we're not getting attacked. So we're not open to these curses. Can I get a one in the chat if you guys want Robert to take a vow of silence on this show? <laughs> wow, Gino. Wow. Sorry, yeah. sorry, that was too easy. Um, th so Thumper <laughs> clarified, and she was talking about the adults, not the children. So yes, the adults, look, obviously the adults have to be living right yeah. so that they can have that spiritual protection, that guardianship that they, they're allowed through God, especially the father. The father is the head of the household spiritually. So if the father's not right, and he's out sinning and doing all, living like the world, and, you know, and pretending like he's, you know, like I always call them plastic Christians, there's no spiritual protection over his family. Right. The doors exactly. are wide open. You might as well right. just unlock the front door, you know? And with so. single parents, if it's just the mother, there's a lot of that out there. Mm -hmm. That is the authority figure. So if that authority figure is not living right, that is the open door to the child. And especially during pregnancy, a lot of spirits enter during pregnancy and start to just, you know, ravish the child's life and cause issues and things like that. So it's just, it, the things like Robert said, people don't take it as being serious, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the hate that you have, um, you know, using profanity all the time. People think that these are, oh, it's not that serious. God's grace will cover. Well, you don't know the definition of grace, mm -hmm. obviously, <laughs> what it teaches. 
because those are all open doors and yeah. that will cause you. And then another thing I want to say, because um, a lot of good stuff was said, we have to learn how to walk in the spirit, meaning not only am I walking according to the word of God, but I hear him in real time. He will let you know there have been deliverances that I've been in and the Lord is just like, just speak the word only. Don't touch him. And then there have been times he's like, it's OK to touch. So if I'm not properly connected with God where I can truly hear him, because people say they hear God, but they don't be hearing nothing. Mm -hmm. So you need to really hear him because we're living in a day and age. You might need to take that right instead of that left. And if God is telling you to take a left and you don't hear that, now you're dead. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now you're injured. Yeah. Now you need deliverance. So in real time, we have to be able to hear him because he's the one that leads and guides us. We're not the ones that's calling the shots. As disciples of Christ, we are followers, students of him, which means I truly have to listen and follow, not me make executive decisions and say, God going to back me because he not. So, yeah. And that's so common too. I, my old church, there was a lot of that, that stuff going around where I was just like, I, well, Gosh, I gotta be careful. Uh, there was just times. <laughs> Spit it out, Gino. Stop. I was in a lot of people's. I was in a lot of people's Gird homes. yourself up, man. <laughs> I was in a lot of people's homes because you know I I was remodeling and doing stuff like that. So I worked for a lot of people in church, and um, there were times I saw things in their house, and I was just like, hmm, I think I know why this person's dealing with what they're dealing with. Yeah. You know, I you could see it just because you're, you know, at church you can be one way. People just walk in and everybody's happy and they're smiling and, you know, and everybody's all, you know, it's, it's, you know, let's sing and praise God. But then they walk out the door defeated and the rest of the week they're depressed, down and out and, uh, you know, are questioning God at every, at every turn. And it's because the house life's not the same as it is a church life. For me, I try to do this thing every day. I, I, I'm like, God, I'm going to try to honor you. Lately, it's been really, really hard. I'm not going to lie. I've been going through stuff. And, it, and I'm glad you're on tonight because it's, it's making, you know, you're triggering things. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about that? I forgot about that, you know? And like, you can, yeah. you can get so caught up in the mess you're in that yeah. you forget about that. And I've really, really been struggling mm -hmm. with hearing his voice. Yeah, That's man. been, I mean, I've it's been, been spending like... hours like, Lord, I don't hear you. And, and that's a sign know. to me that something's, you know, yeah. going yeah, on. Yeah, Neil, yeah. thank you. Hey, thank you, sis. Uh, appreciate the shades. Thank you. Um, she said great guest brother you're getting a lot of compliments miko everybody likes miko robert not yes. so much but miko, I yeah i only recommend the best man that's what i bring I, that's all i bring that's all you're good for you might as well why don't you just become my like my producer or pr guy and you just bring people on the show I am shocked and appalled. I am appalled right now. Simple. I gotta use that. <laughs> oh, man. But um, I do have a testimony to answer a question. I don't know what her name was, but she said, "So, am I not supposed to shake people's hands, or, or uh, that's a sign of like?" That was Mandy. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So I will say this. I literally had this situation. This happened a few years ago with someone in my ministry. And she, she lives right, but, um, you know, again, sometimes we have those open doors. Um, so, again, I talked about hugs, handshakes, stuff like that. It's just an invitation. So the day before we had Bible class, I guess like that weekend, because we'd have it on a Monday, and I think on a Saturday or Sunday, they went over to, like, another teammate's apartment complex and went to the pool area. So, you know, there's several people that use that pool, and there could be spirits lingering, but you don't think about stuff like that. Hmm. 
So a few of them, you know, got in the pool, was doing different things. Some of them left fine because maybe they didn't get in the pool, but some of them, as soon as the event was over, they were like, hey, is something wrong with you? Because something wrong with me. And they're like, you too? Okay, yeah, let's go through deliverance. So one of the young ladies um, realized a spirit had transferred. So um, she came at night wanting to get prayer for deliverance to get the spirits off or whatever like that. So class is over. We're standing outside in front of the building and I'm getting ready to leave. Again, real time, have to hear God, but then real time, you also got to obey God. <laughs> she goes like this to hug me. She's, And I only had a second to make the decision. So it wasn't like I had a minute or so to think about this. She goes in for the hug and God clearly said, do not hug her. So in my head, I had a split second decision. Do I push her away? Oh, wow. And maybe cause her to it. Yeah. Or do I just go ahead, hug mm. her, and whatever happens, I take that L, which is I take the loss. So, and I'm not thinking something I'm going to transfer, so I'm just like, I don't want to offend her, so I just hugged her. Okay. Hugs over. Bye. I get in my car. I would always play worship music when I leave, because worship music repels demons. And anytime that, if I did do deliverance and something transferred, I, doing worship, they mm-hmm. always get agitated and want to get off me or whatever. So got in the car, started playing worship music, instantly nauseated. So I'm like, oh, that's why the <laughs> Lord told me not to hug her. Something transferred. I had like a 10 minute car ride where I was holding the vomit because that's how they were getting wow. ready to come. So I'm like, I got to get home. I don't want to do this in the car. Parked the car, ran straight to the toilet. And I've never had a deliverance like this before. When I opened my mouth, instead of mucus coming out, which normally comes out if you're doing a deliverance, tons of liquid came out. So I don't know what kind of spirit this was, but it liked to be in the pool. And tons of liquid came out of me, which is matching the situation of what they had. So I was like, oh, my God. So that to me was a learning lesson. <laughs> I and I let her know. I called her up real quick, like, yo, let me tell you what <laughs> yeah. happened. So next time I'm gonna push you away. Well, you know so, what you know what I'm thinking? Like, you know how they clear the <laughs> the pool when somebody goes to the bathroom. <laughs> like maybe there needs to be some like spiritual, you know, people around the pool, like, all right, blow the whistle, get out, kids. You know <laughs> Or you know what? Just like even when I go to hotels, I'll like pray over the room, cast out whatever spirits may be lingering. And you don't think about that, like going to a pool that everybody's using. Yeah, I would have never thought that. Facility, you never really think, oh, let me pray over this and like cast things out before I start to use it. But it's that serious. We no, have to like do stuff like that. It is. I wouldn't have. And if you know what, if I had paid attention, because it was like I was in that whole bitterness right before I got sick where I didn't want to be bothered with anybody. But I saw the signs that there was a spirit of death in this house that we had just bought. Mm-hmm. It was like both the trees were dying. The guy who lived in here just died. And I and I and I knew I need I should probably pray this house out, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. What happened? We we closed the deal on the house. We went out to eat. A few days later, I'm in a hospital with emergency gallbladder removal. Three months later, I'm in a hospital um dying of COVID. A few months later. My wife gets diagnosed with brain tumors, and she's having two surgeries. All within one year mm-hmm. of us buying this house. But since we've been here praying, this is a crazy thing. The trees have started thriving. I was like, I'm going to have to cut this tree in the back down because it was just like dead. It wasn't growing anything. But now it's thriving again. Yeah. These things that, and I knew, and we know, we get these warnings like I should. Yeah. But 
but the them spirits be like, it'll be okay. You yeah. you don't want to you you don't even have to put forth the effort. And look yeah. at me. Something I could have took 15 minutes out of my day and done. Yep. And 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 have been safe. I said, nah, it'll be all right. Yep. And I'm like, and I went through one of the worst years of my life. It was like I wanted to go uh, double back too about when you said uh, when you saw things in their um, in the people houses, like uh, um, that's something too. Bringing weird stuff to your house, man. Like people be going to garage sales and yep. bring. Like I know, like I have a fear. Like uh, 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 the, the one I used to work with, he was like, "Yeah, I go to uh, to you know the Goodwill and um and I buy and I get you know clothes worked from there." I was like, you a brave man. I'm like, I do. Because I'm like, he's like, you know, I pray it off. I'll be like, me, I'd be scared I ain't pray good enough because of one situation I had where a brother from church gave me some clothes. And I had, though, because he had lost weight and he gave me his old clothes. It was a bunch of designer stuff. I was like, sweet. And I had them sitting in a bag in my room. But then I started having these perverted dreams. And when I say perverted, they were like, what in the world is going on? They were like, it wasn't like nothing to be like, like you be, I be into. It was like really weird stuff. And I was like, and I had them one night and I had another. I said, something ain't right. So I just started praying in tongues in my room. And then it, my tongue, you know, I just got my eyes, so I'm praying. And my tongue started getting more and more aggressive. And then next day I know I'm throwing blows. Eyes closed. I'm in my room. I'm not looking at what I'm doing. Eyes closed. When I, when the when the spirit finally lifted, I opened my eyes. I'm standing right over the bag of clothes that was in my room. And after that night, no more of those dreams, man. And I was like, I'm sitting here having these dreams because of this. I was like, what is this brother into? One, it would make them. You don't know what people are doing in their homes. It was like all these things that we pay attention to, what we don't pay attention to, we just take for granted. Where we we're supposed to walk in the spirit, and it was like. And we and I and we say it all the time, but it's like I, I tell people like one of the the one of the most important things, one of the dumbest things that I ever did was like disconnecting myself from people who are who are walking in the spirit. It was like you know you need to like you need to uh, uh, to be around like when if if some I could you could they could call Miko or they could call Gino and it's like hey man I need some prayer something going somebody who has understanding of these things right. because um. You'll have a lot of brothers and sisters who will just sweep that stuff. It's like I'm covered in the blood. Nothing gonna get me, and nothing, it's okay. And then they end up dying, or you know, they end yeah. up in car crashes or all kind of crazy stuff, man. I was like, that book I tell you about, who came to set the captives free? It tells you a warning before you read the book. It says to pray. Satan does not want you to read this book. And I made sure I pray. I was one of the only ones who read that book, and nothing happened to. A lot of people didn't, and it was like I'm talking. Doors got kicked in. Um, car, gotten car, listening to the audio book while they're driving, and they get hit by a car. Um, uh, they house got robbed while they at work. When they started reading, all kind of crazy stuff started happening. It was like cause they said he gonna do whatever he got to do to stop you from. Reading. I'm like man, and people be taking this stuff lightly, like. Well, it's, spir it's spiritual laziness is what it is. Yeah. You know, you just get tired and you kind of sit back. You're like, ah, God will take care of it. God's got my back. But God, that's that's the other thing I think Christians forget is that we're, we're partakers in what he's created and he expects mm -hmm. us to work. 
He doesn't expect us to sit on our hands and just sit back and say, okay, God's got this. I've seen that too many times. And then sickness comes to that house or you see these, these weird generational curses or, or sicknesses mm-hmm. or diseases that, that just keep rolling, you know, from, from uh, father to son to grandson. It's just weird. You just see these patterns. And I think patterns are a big sign of you better start <laughs> paying attention to what's going on yeah. spiritually. And there's spiritual laws that God expects us to live by. That's why he teaches them. So it, you can't just be like, which is what most people do. God got me. And he's like, he's probably laughing. Like, actually, I feel sorry for you. Because unless you live by these laws that I put out here, which goes back to this whole thing of curses, it's a part of laws. Balak understood laws of curses. So he sent for Balaam to try to curse them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you know- there are, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, we just, I, I, man, this would be a really good show if you came on and the guest we had on a couple weeks ago. So on my other show, The Blender with uh, Michael, Christian Patriot Network, we had a um, we had a guest on, his name's Joseph Jordan, and he's been in um, the alien research for like 25 plus years. And I, I remember when I was digging into aliens and trying to figure out what it was, you know, this is maybe 10, 12, 15 years ago, whatever it was. I went really hard into it and I was just like, I'm, I know it's demonic, but I have to figure this out. Right. So I was really looking into it and I was reading his stuff and watching some of his videos. And he was, a, he was a new ager that became a Christian when he started delving into it. Cause he realized that these people that were saying they were being abducted, the abduction would stop if the name of Jesus was being used. And he started seeing a pattern. He's like, why is this happening? Why are they, they're just using some religious jargon basically. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, the, this abduction stops. And so he, and now he's got like seven, 800 cases over the last, you know, 25 years of all these documented cases. And he, he proves that that's what it is. It's demonic. There's not little, you know, aliens and they manifest and they do other things. And he goes really deep into it. We had him on for like four hours. <laughs> we could have wow. probably talked for six, but he was amazing. <laughs> he just went so deep into it. And the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, man, if Miko was here, just listening to this, because they could have <laughs> such an amazing conversation between the two of them. Because what he's seen and what you've seen, it would it's incredible. Because now with the alien thing, the funny thing is like, you know, they're the masters of deception. That's what demons do. Yeah. And so, you know, if if you're into that kind of thing and you're inviting that in, you're going to get it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's these, he said a lot of the people were like, they were doing like even Ouija boards and stuff like that uh, and opening doors to let these demonic presence in. And then they'd come as the aliens that were coming to save humanity and, and you're part of the plan and you're going to help us. But ironically, none of them, none of them wanted anything to do with Jesus. <laughs> and they, and they came from millions and millions and millions of miles, you know, light years mm-hmm. away. Right. All the, it's just, and it was the same lie. But then he said, <laughs> this was the thing that was the funny. You guys are going to crack up at this. I actually made a video about this on TikTok. He said, Michael, if Michael's into chat, he's going to crack up. He said, what I discovered is that aliens are racist. And I said, (laughs) what? He's like, I'm serious. They're racist. He says, think about it. They only go after white people. And I said, oh my gosh. I said, you're right. And then he's like, he starts saying, he says, and I said, the only black case I ever knew was back in the 60s. It was Betty and Barney Hill. They were a mixed couple. The husband was black. She was white. And they got, they supposedly got abducted and they had missing time and all these weird stuff happened to them. And that was one of the, a very famous case. He says, other than that, try finding one. He says, I just recently had a lady come to me and tell me, and she was black. He says, and she said Jesus, and it instantly stopped. 
And he said, now what they're doing, this is, you got to be on the lookout for this. Hollywood is starting to incorporate aliens into the black culture. Oh yeah, to try to open he, them up. And he said, "There's a movie out right now. I think it's called Nope or something like that." Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yep. And he says, "He says you watch what starts happening." And I'm like, yeah, "Man, I know it's so that good." They're starting to make movies that were not in the black community. Now they're pushing yep. stuff to the black to try to open them up and open those doors that were closed to the enemy. And it's yeah. It's and bad. and the other way around, the the black culture starting to go into the white culture. They're trying to intermix everything yeah. so that whatever's demonic can come together and just, be as um, one. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Um, Kiwi in the chat says, uh, "Does Miko pray over clothes, furniture, etc. when she's buying them?" That's a so good that's question. a very good question. Um, I guess we can go there now. Um, I'll just skip to this. Um, so there is the such thing as the accursed thing that the Bible talks about. Um, mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about that. Let me just see if I can scroll there really quickly. Um, with Aiken, that would be the situation where it talks about the accursed thing. So uh, <clears throat> I'll get back to the signs. If not, maybe I can come on later and whatever I don't um, cover, I can cover next We can time. stay here all night if you want. It's fine. <laughs> He will. He's he's not joking. He'll I keep would. you here like, for three or four hours. He's like, it's bedtime, so, Gino. <laughs> you, so, you don't, you're not even working. What are you worried about? You get to right. Sleep I know. See, I, so I'm afraid of that. She's like, oh, but no, no. Miko has to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm that's not right. yeah. Um. So there are behaviors that activate curses. So we know by, you know, not obeying all of God's word will cause you to inherit curses. So let's go through specific behaviors of where, you know, you could be a curse. So the very first thing I had on there was taking possession of items that are a curse. So um, let me just answer that question and then we'll read through this. So there are, so it's not just people that can be cursed or places that can be cursed. Items can actually be cursed. So jewelry, clothing items, um, you know, people go on these vacations and take back these souvenirs and stuff like that. You really have to be careful. So uh, if I'm not hearing again, real time, the Lord telling me don't take it, then if I do take it, yeah, I will pray over it because I'm like, I don't know where this came from or if it came from a certain country and I bought it online that I know practices are not Christian, then I'll make sure that I pray over that as well too. So I, I, I definitely encourage you to do that and you know you would just basically um say you know in the name of jesus christ uh by any curses that may be attached to this if any demonic spirits are attached to this i command that you detach now in the name of jesus christ lord god by your you know holy spirit just be a consuming fire upon this and burn anything off that's not like you or of you that's typically what my prayer sounds like um, and, and you're saying this out loud oh yeah, yeah. If you stand I, it in your I, bed, you're not doing nothing. Uh, um, the, spirit, the spirit realm is a speech-activated kingdom. Oh, go ahead. Your audio's... Oh, hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can oh, you that's hear me? really weird. See, that's Satan. I bind Satan now in the name of Jesus. Hold on one second. Okay. It's Gino ears because I heard you fine. Okay. <laughs> I can't hear you guys. It ain't right. See, it ain't the eyes. It's the ears. It's like, man, dude. Can you hear? Can you hear us? In the name of Jesus, yeah. process equipment. Jesus Christ, they bind all interference from all demonic spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ, from interfering in this podcast. In the name of Jesus Christ, 
Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can't hear you guys though. That's weird. Okay, hold on one second. How how weird is it that when we were talking about that, that all of a sudden sound problems? Okay, this is gonna take a second because I gotta go to my settings and fix this. This is this has never happened on air, so that's that's very strange. I know Robert's talking about me, so, <laughs> so just because I can't hear you, I know you're talking about me. <laughs> okay, hold hold on. My settings aren't even working. That is so weird. Okay, hold. I know everybody can hear everybody else. It's just mine. <laughs> Kiwi, I'm not deaf. <laughs> Blind, but not deaf. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is so, so weird. My computer is not even picking up my Bluetooth. Okay, I'm going to... Okay, can you hear me? Okay, I can't hear you guys, so hold on a second. Okay, can you hear me? Hang on, I can almost hear you. Let me turn up. Can you hear me now? I can't hear you guys. That is so weird that that happened.
Can you guys still hear me? I think the only way I'm going to fix this is I got to turn off and then you guys are going to have to come back on. So everybody in the chat, sorry. I think it's just a restart thing. So I'm going to restart and then we'll be right back in about three minutes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. 